In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And welcome back to the Layman Confessor Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm your host. Today we are talking about attendance and membership in churches. This is a second episode of the Churchmanship series. And um, this, of all of the episodes in this particular series, this may be the most controversial as I'm making a well, I'm not making a pretty strong, very strong argument, but I am assuming an understanding of the importance of church membership. Again, I'm not going to be making an argument for uh, you needing to become a member of your church. There are a lot of great books out there that already make that argument. Hopefully, your pastors are making that argument. I will talk a little bit as to why it's important. For us as churchmen, as parishioners, as congregants, as um, as individuals, to be uh, official members of a um, of a local church, but I'm not going to be like this. This episode isn't to try and convince you to do that. Again, we're just working through some issues here. We're just working through uh, the various aspects of churchmanship in this. Uh, particular series, and I hope uh, you come out of this series and this episode specifically uh, with a desire to be uh, more active as a church member or with a better understanding of why church membership is important. And if you're not a member, to uh, to join the church that you have been attending regularly. And uh, by the way, I am speaking to the choir here uh, because of the situation that my family is in, which I'll talk to uh, here in a few minutes. But first of all, let's define our terms. Um, we're, we're discussing the difference between attendance and membership. Now, when we think of attendance, this is sort of a um, exactly what it sounds like, right? You are attending or visiting or just going to uh, worship services or Sunday school classes or the community groups, whatever it is, and, um, you know, not in an official capacity, right? You're uh, you're just visiting, right? Or you're sort of perhaps even uh, what we're seeing a lot in, in the church today is this idea of sort of a permanent visitor, right? You, you go, you are, um, you participate in worship, <clears throat> you... Um, you know, you sing and, and you're there for the service. Maybe you, you even take notes. Maybe you uh, introduce yourself to people during the meet and greet time or you, you get the coffee, which is never all that good. Why, why get the coffee? Uh, and, then, um, and then you go about your day, right? You go about your week with, without um, interacting with anyone else from that congregation. Now, there may be an appropriate time for attendance and leaving it at, at just this stage of attendance because perhaps you're visiting, perhaps you're looking for a new church and you want to decide whether or not you want to uh, become an, a more permanent member or to attend more regularly. In order to do that, you need to be attending, right? You just need to be an attendant. And uh, sometimes this can go on for several months, especially you if you live somewhere like I live in the South and there are churches everywhere. I'm I'm recording in downtown Franklin, and there is literally a church on every single corner here. 
And if there's not a church on every single corner, there's probably a Bible study that meets every morning on every single corner for at least a half mile or two or mile radius of the square in downtown Franklin. I don't think I'm exaggerating that much. Um, If you live here, you know. But it can be appropriate uh, to be a regular attender. And um, if that's where you're at, you know, no shame. That's where my family and I have been for about six months since uh, I'm I'm recording this on May 22nd, and right around Thanksgiving or so, uh, we began looking for a new church, and uh, the one we're at now, we have been since just after that search, and uh, it's been a really difficult, difficult search for us. It's been emotional for us. It's been discouraging in several ways. I think where we've landed now is a wonderful, wonderful place, and uh, we are just so happy and so thankful for for this community. But uh, we have yet to join, and the reason we have yet to join is because uh, I have yet to uh, sit down with our previous pastor and talk to him. And I do believe that is important, and I'm going to get into why that's important here in a minute. So let's that's attendance. Let's look at membership here in our, our last few minutes. Now, membership is, you know, you've been attending a church for a while and you've decided to officially become a member. You are signing your name somewhere or telling telling some elders or the pastor or whatever that you, you're in, you're all in, you are committing. And that, that idea of commitment is actually an important one and depending on the church that you go to, uh, that membership process is going to look different. And it may be an interview with elders. It may be an interview with the pastor himself. It might involve some kind of a class. And I tell you what, if your church has uh, introduction classes or membership classes or a you know, 101 class like the place I'm visiting or my family and I have been attending and, and are going to join, take them. In fact, I encourage people to sit in on those classes even a couple of years after um, you've joined a church for a couple of reasons. And of course, this, you know, if, if your church is okay with it, because it's a nice reminder of uh, what, what the church stands for, uh, what, what the mission of the church is, because it's easy to get distracted from the original mission and, and even from the original reasons that you joined the church. But also it's a great opportunity to meet those newer people, those people who are thinking about joining, and you can be uh, that ambassador that welcomes them in and gets them involved in a small group or Sunday school or something like that. So really encourage you to do that. The, uh, the first big reason, though, why it's important for us as followers, as disciples, to uh, become members, official members of a church is accountability. Christ did say to come and follow him, and this isn't a um, no-strings-attached kind of a thing, right? We are expected uh, to live a certain way and to love a certain way and uh, to encourage one another and build each other up, right? And uh, because of that, we need accountability. We're humans after all. We are lazy. Uh, I'm a man, and men are typically even lazier than your average your average human. And so we need someone who is going to hold us accountable. And this is called discipleship. That's exactly what discipleship is. And that's the second point of church membership, why it's important. 
we need elders in our lives. Uh, these may be chronological elders, like people who are older than you. Um, and it may be spiritual elders, right? People who, uh, there's a good chance that a spiritual elder is also going to going to be a chronological elder. But um, it's, it's important that we have someone who has lived or struggled through things before we have that can help direct us as we struggle, as we wrestle with things. Um, and of course, discipleship is also wrestling through things together. One of the things that uh, we are loving so much about the church that we're at now is the number of families, young families like ours, that are there and how many of them are just as hungry as we are for fellowship with other families. And it's just been such an encouragement to see uh, to be in these people's homes and see their kids running around making messes and, you know, dirt on the floor and rugs, you know, turned over and spots on the wall and everything else because that's our life, right? And it's easy to become distracted by social media to think that we're the only ones. And uh, when you live in a church with an active um with active families in it, we get to we get to be encouraged by that. So discipleship, both in the sense of the person you're following, like in what we discussed in episode uh, just before this one, and also uh, those that you're walking alongside, it's very in- important. Discipline is another important part of church membership, and I know we don't like the word discipline, but to quote Jocko Willink discipline equals freedom for a lot of reasons. Now, our Lord gives us a great little lesson on why discipline is important or how to go about discipline in Matthew 18, and it's couched beautifully between the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the unforgiving servant, which I think uh, should be taken into account when you're reading that passage. I don't have time to go through it, but um, the kind of discipline that he's discussing in those verses is both an interpersonal one, and if it can't be worked out through uh, the two of you individually uh, when there's an argument to then go to your elders and and other people in the church. And um, it's really a great great model for how we're doing it. Uh, how we ought to go about discipline. But when I talk about discipline, I mean personal discipline and communal discipline. And within personal discipline, we actually have a couple of categories there. First, the first one is maybe what came to your mind. And that is when we are guilty of committing sins, right? We need to have people that we're going to, that we're confessing for the sake of repentance. And as um, I'm a Protestant, I'm, I can most of my listeners are Protestants, and so this idea of confession, we, we don't have like an official space that we can go to, to in order to confess, and so we kind of have to be bold and, and created on our, on our own. But if you have someone that you are confessing to, uh, there does come uh, an element of, of discipline here that ought to be taken into consideration and ought to be taken seriously as well. And so we have this personal discipline when it comes to our sins, right? Someone who is holding us accountable uh, to 
our sins, right? To help us fight against those sins, but also the kind of personal discipline that we think of as the spiritual habits, right? People that we can walk alongside, uh, maybe literally, if you're like ruck marching or running or something like that, people who are able to come alongside you and help you uh, create good spiritual habits. I love the spiritual disciplines. We're going to do a series on those hopefully later this summer, because there's such a great benefit to those. We're going to look at the Lectio Divina and Ignatian examine, like I mentioned earlier in the first series. But there's also communal discipline, right? I mean, there there are often things that we as, as human beings get caught up in, cultural movements, ideological movements of the day uh, that are just unbiblical. And God willing, our pastors are... Um, godly biblical men who are able to recognize when we're being swept up in those things and can call us to account. And we need that kind of accountability. And there's no way for them to hold us accountable if we're not actually members of that congregation, right? This was, I was a youth pastor for a little while. And it was really difficult for me uh, as a teacher to tell them at the end of the night, hey, uh, read chapter whatever for next week, and we're going to talk about it. We come back the next week, and they haven't read it. And instead of being able to talk about that passage, it becomes a time of explaining the passage, which is a good lesson in and of itself. But contrast that with <laughs> with my life as a teacher, where I say, hey, read chapter 5 of Silas Marner, for next class, if they come back and they don't read chapter five of Silas Marner, then it affects their grade, right? There's a sort of accountability there. When you don't have that accountability, then there are missed opportunities, right? Like familiarity with a passage so you can discuss them with other brothers and sisters. And so being a member is crucial for us because of that accountability piece. But also, it's not just crucial for us as churchmen, as parishioners, but it's also important as a way of honoring our church leadership. Because the Bible is very clear that those who are in teaching positions, those who have been given authority in the church, will be held accountable for what they do and what they don't do. And one of the ways that we can love and serve our leaders is by letting them love, serve, and hold us accountable because God will hold them accountable for it. And so it's important that we honor them, that we even, it may even be protecting them, right? In that sense of, um, of letting them hold us accountable because they're doing what God called them to do. We're allowing them to be, dis, or we're allowing them to be obedient. And um, this this may be a hard teaching. I, I, I don't know. It's it's one that I, I personally haven't spent enough time thinking about. When I think of honoring leaders, um, letting them hold me accountable is one that I often resist. Uh, again, I'm an American. You know, I love freedom. And, uh, you know, I, I joke that I'm a recovering libertarian, right, which is uh, next to anarchism. <laughs> I never, never went that far. But we, we want autonomy. We want to be uh, independent from everyone. And accountability can be difficult. However, those who have been put into positions of authority have been put there for a reason. And it's important that we as followers honor 
what God is doing through those leaders. So I hope this has been encouraging to you. We're going to be looking more at uh, what it means to be involved as believers, uh, as members of the church. But until we get into that, regardless of what is happening in your life, I hope that you find courage, strength, and joy in the fact that the grass does wither. The, the, the world around us may be crumbling. We may be um, growing sicker and more feeble, uh, but the word of our God, our Lord himself, endures forever.